This is Blue Internet and Podcast Radio Show. And as always, take care of each other.
Irish music radio show from both sides of the pond. And I thought I would start off the show with two of the biggest bands, most beloved bands in Ireland, uh, Thin Lizzy. Well, we started off with their version of Whiskey in a Jar, and I, I realize there's a lot of versions of that song, but that one's my favorite. And that's the live version. Uh, I believe that came out in 2012 on their, on their album um, called Shepherd's Bush Empire, live 2012, I believe that one came out. And uh, the game, the game went to number one for the memories. That was their their first, and I believe only number one hit, 1990. They did have, uh, they did chart with chart with several other songs, and we'll have more of the memories later, as well as Jim Barry himself. Oh, darling. 
That was the Diddley Idols, I believe the old version of the Diddley Idols, with Dave Barco and Bonnie Quinn on the fiddle. Uh, you couldn't have come at a better time. And before that, uh, it was the Diddley Idols, and it was uh, the Diddley Idols featuring the beautiful voice of Louise Berry on Oh Darling, uh, Louise Berry. As some of you know, Louise Berry is the daughter of uh, someone that we all know and love, Jim Berry of the Memories, one of Ireland's most beloved and uh, longest-running bands. And I was lucky enough to uh, be able to get Jim to sit down for an interview with me. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that. But before I do, I want to play uh, one of their, their oldest songs to the point where Jim is Jim singing as a boy. And it's, it's such a cute song, and it was stuck in my head for days after first hearing it. So uh, it definitely did its job. As far as as far as that goes, so this is the the very very young memories, and the song is called "Oh No." And then we'll go ahead and go into the interview right after that. You're listening to Blues Irish Music Show from both sides of the pond. Thanks for listening. Would you smile if she went around? Oh.
oh no by the memories and i just happen to have jim barry on the phone with me now and uh jim we were just talking about the song off air and you were about to tell me the name of the three girls in the song the three girls who did the 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 uh answering thing with me yes okay yeah, the name of the group, they were actually a, a, three, a, a trio, a vocal trio in Ireland at the time, called Maxi, Dick and Twink. Okay. And um, they they all became famous in their own right in later years. Three girls went their separate ways. Okay, and, so they didn't stay a band. became very famous in broadcasting. One has worked all over the world as a solo artist. And one became a model and also a singer in Canada. Oh, there you nice. go. There you go. <laughs> you jump-started some more careers. Yeah, they all did better than I did. <laughs> well, what year was that song released? It's actually 50 years ago. This is 2008. 1968. Okay, 1968. It was just after my first communion, yeah. <laughs> which would have made me about eight, I think, at the time. Which would make you 58. <laughs> no. Right yes, now. yes, correct. I'm laughing at. The check will be hey, in the what are you? Hey, what are you laughing at? <laughs> no, I'm to- I, I will totally fall for that. <laughs> 58 years ago. <laughs> So was that released as a single, or was that actually on maybe a first album? No, that was a single. Okay. Thing, we we recorded singles for about the first at least uh, six years of our being. Okay. I think our first album was in early seventies. Early seventies. That wasn't our first single. The Oh No wasn't our first single. That Our first single was 1966. So uh, six years after 1966, next 72, our first album. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you had some singles out first from what I read before oh, yeah. you did an album. And we talked before about uh, the difference between the show bands and uh, – um, kind of. Well, you guys were started out as a vocal group first, right? Exactly. And then from there, did you decide to pick up instruments, or <laughs> is that what you well, it, 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 we we did pretty good as a vocal group in cabaret and theater. Okay. But then we realized that it's great to do good, but it's also great to make some money, and we discovered that the live circuit in Ireland outside of theatre and cabaret was was uh, a much better earner. So we decided to go into the um, what they call the ballroom circuit in Ireland. Okay. And to do that, you had to be sort of full band. You had to be playing instruments you know, you have to be able to support yourself. You couldn't bring an oxygen around with you to all these places. And that would dissipate the income. Right. So what we did is we got the guys who couldn't play to learn to play, learn to play that quick, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, within six six months of having discovered that this was the uh, circuit we should have been in, everybody that needed to play an instrument played one. I was I was the least talented, so I never learned to play one. So I had I had to sing. No. <laughs> the best frontmen don't play instruments, in my in my opinion. Oh, that's the best ones. And you didn't – now, let's back up just one second because I, I read something recently, and I kind of thought about this myself. You didn't ever want it to be referred to as Jim Barry in the memories, right? It was always just the memories, correct? No, that was the kind of thing around that circuit. They had to have a sort of a figurehead and then – and uh, whoever or okay. whatever. Right. But, uh, no, I wanted to be just a solid entity, just the band – the name of the band was what we were selling. Right. I never wanted people to be paying too much attention to me. <laughs> I noticed that a lot of in your well in your promo shots, I was going to comment in the past on how a lot of your promo shots, you're you're the front man, you're the lead singer, but in your shots, you're you're standing off in the background and the rest of the band are, are kind of up front. Was that uh, a conscious thing? I like, that. Thing I like that. I like people. I like people's attention to be distracted away from me. Gotcha. Uh, because I, I probably, I, I don't know. I probably felt that I shouldn't be grabbing all the attention when all these other guys had so much talent. So I wanted, I wanted them to be seen as, you know, a full part of the. I didn't want to be them to be seen as side men, if you know right. what I mean. Right. I never wanted that. And it I didn't. It didn't. It did not. It translated as one entity. So that that came across. What you wanted definitely came across. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but if you, it was ever referred, if I ever was picked out of a lineup, I would always be your man. Which <laughs> is an Irish expression. An Irish expression. When you don't know somebody's name, you just oh, your man. Your man. So that was yeah. Your mind of the memories. 2004. suited me just fine. There. In 2004, is that when your man decided to memorize? Oh, your man decided he wanted, to, he wanted to go uh, on his own, yeah, and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. that was it. <laughs> and you moved to Spain where you're living in the sun, but you're not actually not doing anything. You picked up a whole another talent that... Uh, oh, no, just as if we're just doing... What came naturally? It right. came with all the the difference between living in Ireland and living in Spain. It's not just the heat thing or the sun and sea thing. It's the light. I, I was just amazed by the difference in waking up in the morning with so much light. And you, you're from Florida. You know what that's about. I totally understand. Yes, it's you definitely know, it's different. It's waking up into this, wow, it's time, it's the world, thank God, it's beautiful. Yeah. And everything and around us was beautiful, and I just was trying to capture that. So I I went in, first of all, to try and do it with photographs, and that wasn't enough for me. I wanted to make it more my own, so I started trying to, to paint it. Right. So now I'm... I'm a painter. You are. You're an artist, an artiste. <laughs> I wouldn't call me an artist yet. 
I know. The rest of I'm not a piss artist. The rest of us who couldn't draw a stick figure consider you a very talented artist, especially somebody who just picked the picked the brush up. What sixteen years? Uh, Ten years ago? Sixteen years ago now? Maybe a little bit less. What's the What's the difference in your expression? In other words, when you were singing and that was your your way of creative uh, creative outlet. Yeah, I, I was reading quite recently that these two things use up the same area of your brain, apparently. Okay, that uh, makes sense. Uh, singing and painting. So uh, you just actually use up the same the same infinitesimal part of my brain that still remains. It's <laughs> <laughs> just lucky for me. But so yeah, it, it's it's a not it's it apparently is a natural thing. Yes, it's very and it's very natural for you, obviously. Um, you have in the last several months started painting legends, basically. And um, you want to talk a little bit? Uh, a lot about, of that is down to you, by the way. Uh, a lot of that painting of legends is down to you. Oh, uh, the Prince one. You, you requested <laughs> something, yeah. Yeah. I'll have a go at that, and that turned out pretty good. Yeah, so that's turning out well. I, you've I, been... I've tried a few more since then, and they're turning out pretty good. And you have some some things that you're going to be submitting into Woodstock next year, right? The anniversary for Woodstock. That's right. Yeah, the, the, some of the the, the 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 Woodstock 50 year anniversary is 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 pretty much in the forefront of the minds of the people from around that area. Correct. Um, yeah, they've seen some of the stuff that I've done, and they're quite interested in in uh, not promoting my work, but me promoting their area, really. Right. So yeah, your art. I, I I think I think I might be somewhere in the midst of all the Woodstock fifty years. Um, Celebrations or whatever, yeah. Yes, we're looking forward to that. That's is that next summer? It is. Nineteen sixty nine, two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Right. Summer two thousand nineteen. Well, and it's it makes sense that you would have a legend, painting legends. It just makes sense. It kinda of is natural natural progression, I think. Um oh. and the well, it, it, it's probably not not my first choice and what I would like to do. Right. But it's it has turned out to be probably the most it it, it gains the most immediate attention. Gotcha. It, and it does. It's, you know what I'm saying? I say you you know that most most artists are not that popular before they die. I would like to be popular before I die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going for the shortcut here. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pretty popular. I want to make so. it before I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that you will. I think that you're getting a lot of recognition. You're starting to get it over here now. There, there are people that, at least four or five people that have possession of your your Prince, Prince painting. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're over here with that and uh, with the Woodstock stuff. And I saw the last the piece you did. With Hendrix on the stage, um, the three on the the last piece you did on the Woodstock stage from behind. Yes. 
Yeah. So it was Jimi Hendrix, right? And who yeah. were the other two? Well, I, ca- I called it Hey Joe, and I'm trying to think here. What's the other you... girl's name? What's the other girl? Janice Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that except me. Hey yeah. Joe and Janice, I call it. So it's Joe Cocker. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So it's Jimi Hendrix. The, the, t- the, the title is a title of Jimi Hendrix song, which is Hey Joe. Okay. And then as an afterthought, and Janice. So it's Jimi Hendrix in the middle. On the left is Janice Shelton. On the right is Joe Cocker. So I was waiting for the interview to ask you. Um, besides the fact that you did all those hundreds of little faces, um, which totally impressed me, um, the lighting in that piece, you know, I'm a big lighting person. I, I like to manipulate lighting in my pictures. That The lighting in that piece was just amazing. That's the first thing that stood out to me was the lighting and, you know, you have the glowing well, from the background. It's just brilliant. Uh, yes, I, t- I, t- I took a little bit of, uh, what do they call it? I I, can't, I don't know I don't know anything about art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> I actually left out all the lighting rigs because they were ugly. Okay. okay. I just left the lights shining down, and uh, the, my forte has always from I started painting over here. I've always wanted to paint beautiful skies, so the the first thing I painted in that painting was the sky oh okay it was nice then I, I painted the figures the figures of the the just in black just the silhouettes of the three people I wanted and then okay. I painted all around that to get the, the the crowd the whole idea of thousands of people looking at them and the light the light I, I, I've used Almost everything, every form of art that I've taught myself yeah. since I started painting in that particular painting. Okay. I used my my Jim Barry sky, my typical sky that I always liked. Not the same sky all the time, but the right. same way of painting a sky. I used that first. What's that technique called? I know you had a hmm? you you told me the name of that technique before, and I and I. I apologize. For oh, that. God. <laughs> That's okay. It's geometric perception. Okay. See. <laughs> but it's yeah, but it's 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 the way I see a sky and break it down into a format that I can paint. Okay. But you will see that if you check through most of my landscapes, you will see the sky in various colors and in various formats painted the same way. Okay. I, I use, I don't feather one color into another to to graduate colors in the skies. I present them very sharp, each individual color very sharply. Okay. It's it's very hard to describe. A picture paints a thousand words, but a thousand words doesn't paint a picture. So I could explain all night what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> and you'd have no idea what I'm talking about, and it would be a very boring interview. You'd have to see the you have to see the painting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now I know that you have a Facebook page. Um, do you have yes. your art anywhere else on on the web, or is it just yeah, the Facebook I have the, Instagram? It on Instagram? Okay. You would probably know where to find it better than I would 
Yes, I... You're, you're a wizard, all that. I know very little about how the Internet works, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> you do You do well, though. You do fine. You post your, <laughs> your, post your beautiful paintings, you know, so that's the, kind of the goal. I, I <laughs> do the you best. <laughs> I do the best I can with the little knowledge I have of that. <laughs> Are you? How long does it take you to do one piece? Now I know that probably is a really broad question, but let's say that last piece. So long. That okay. last piece took me a lot longer than it would to do something like Prince or David Bowie because there is so much detail. Yes. There's so much detail. Even to paint a little ugly face in the crowd, it takes a, <laughs> takes, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of time, and it's thousands of little ugly faces in the crowd. Yeah, they. Or even to, to try and try to paint a pretty face in those dimensions is yeah. not easy. You had it's to have a lot of patience. Almost impossible, in fact. Yeah, you had mm-hmm. to have patience. You had to have a lot of patience. Yeah, that. and uh, so. Each individual takes up time. It, it would take me a week to ten days to do a normal picture right. of types that I do. But that one, excuse me, that one probably nearly six weeks. Oh, wow. So that is, yeah. And it's, because you, because once tell. I had committed myself to, to painting the type faces of the people, in even the couple of hundred people nearest the stage, you have to have some sort of, uh, expression or whatever on the faces. You have to have some indication of where they're looking and all that. So, yeah, it's not just splash, 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 splash. No, and it, the detail definitely stands out, so it was worth it. <laughs> it took it might have taken you six weeks, but it was, it, in the end it's worth it because that's the first thing I noticed was all the detail in that one. <laughs> Lots of detail going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, it's just my style of painting. My style of painting it's not necessarily everybody's style. My style of painting is a bit OCD, insofar as it has to it has to fit in exactly with what I've imagined it would be. I keep going over a tiny face in the crowd until I think it looks like what it should be. Whereas most people will just look and probably won't ever see that when they look at the painting. Right. They won't see what what I've been looking for in a particular face. Right. <laughs> and that stands out, though. That stands out. So it translated through that you could tell you put a lot of time into that one um, as opposed mm-hmm. to, to some of the others that you've done. So Some of the other ones I've done have taken a lot less time. Right, right. And they're still brilliant. They're all brilliant. Thank you very much. You're very kind, Lisa. <laughs> I'm a big I'm one of your biggest fans. Yeah. And, and, and on I didn't think you that big last time I saw you. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. I have to ask you this because, you know, the the family back in Ireland, the friends back in Ireland, they're the ones that are going to be hearing this interview first, and I need to get this out of the way now. Would you ever consider a Memories reunion show? No. No. Okay. <laughs> get that out of the way now. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen. We're well, all, no, no. We're all too set in our in our alternative existences now. Yeah. I think. But you still sing, you know, right? You still make appearances here and there at weddings. And <laughs> I actually, you've seen me make one or two appearances. They're one or two of the maybe four or five appearances 
I have made in what's what is this, two thousand and eighteen? In fourteen years. <laughs> I have resisted making appearances of any kind. Yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> you retired from being seen altogether, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think most of the most of the guys are quite happy to do what they're doing now without having to make a spectacle a spectacle of themselves <laughs> in a reunion. Well, you're one of uh, from the but I've people I've talked to, the things I've read, you're one of Ireland's most beloved bands and longest running bands. So, um, you know, it's it's kinda nice to be able to look back and say, People still want want you to sing. You know, they still they don't want to let you go. So that's kind of a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I'm very flattered by that. I see it occasionally with people putting comments up and that, but, you know, there's yeah. a time for everything. Yep. And now it's the time to paint. Now it's the time for you to be an artist. So, well, Jim, thanks for being on the show. You've been on, on my show. You're probably my most frequent guest, and I thank you for that, because without you, I wouldn't have had a guest half the time. <laughs> <laughs> So I appreciate you being on the show when I need you to be.
of one of the covers that they're very famous for. Uh, even Queen themselves couldn't pull that song off live. And that was their cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. With your man, Jim Barry, on lead vocals and uh, apparently microphone stand, especially in that song. <laughs> so always a pleasure. I always love talking to Jim. He's part of my extended family. I love him and Jan so much. And I always learn so much whenever I do some sort of interview with Jim. And he's always on the show which I, I totally appreciate. So I'm going to play a couple more of the memories just because of you know their, their popularity and how, how loved they are, and uh, we all know and love them. So I want to go ahead and play a, just a couple more of their songs, and then uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and move along to a couple more artists. Thanks for listening to Blues Irish Music Show on both sides of the pond. I'll be finished in a minute. This is for all the tourists. As I went out walking one morning in May, I met a young couple who fondly did stray. And one was a young maid, so sweet and so fair. And the other one was a soldier and a brave grenadier. And they kissed so sweet and comforting as they clung to each other. They went down and up along the road like sister and brother. They went down and up along the road till they came to a stream. And they both sat down together, loved to hear the nightingale sing. And out of his knapsack he took a fine fiddle And he played her the sweetest tune that she ever did hear And he played her such a merry tune that the valleys did ring As they both sat down together, loved to hear the nightingale sing
Jesus goes And she's buying the stairway to heaven When she gets there she knows If the stores are all closed With a word she can get what she came for
with no host, nobody calls in, just me and the music. And I, I like to talk about each song. I spend a lot of time with the songs and uh, get to know them before the show so that we can talk about them. I'm going to keep going. And I, uh, from Jim Barry to another artist uh, who is over there playing in Ireland with a band called Roscoe. He happens to be related to Jim Barry, happens to be Jim Barry's son, actually, Chris Barry. And uh, I'm going to play a couple of their songs. He, uh, Roscoe is going to actually be on the next show that we do next month uh, with their music. And uh, I'm going to do an interview with Chris. So stay tuned for that. And watch the page for when that's going to be. And this is their cover of Mr. Brightside. Do you want one more tune? So called Mr. Brightside. Thank you so much.
Cars covered by Roscoe, and that was Chris Berry on the helm singing, and uh, probably pay, playing bass guitar as well. Multi talented, beautiful voice, and uh, I wonder why. I wonder where they got that from. Uh, but uh, Roscoe will be on our next show, and I will uh, I will have Chris Berry on and interview him, and uh, we'll hopefully play another song later on in the show. I'm going to move on to our next guest, and this gentleman, uh, he's been playing around the Dublin area, uh, as well as other little countries here and there, I believe, for the last four years. And when I first announced the show, he he jumped right at, right at the shot. He was one of the first people I heard from, and we've been kind of in contact ever since. Another one with a beautiful voice, and uh, this particular song called Judgment Day. I'm going to go ahead and play that one first, and I just love this song. I just think it's beautiful. The, the sentiment, the message behind it, as well as the production itself. Uh, so you're listening to Blues Irish Music Show, Both Sides of the Pond. And uh, this is Barry J. Hughes with Judgment Day. And right after that, we'll have our interview with Barry. Thanks for listening.
that was Barry J. Hughes with his original song, Judgment Day. And I just happened to have Barry on the phone with me. Barry, thanks for so much for calling in and taking time out of your day to be on the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Good, good. Yeah, we've been talking probably for a month now. You were the, one of the first artists that I, you know, that, that came up and said, yes, I'd love to be on the show. So <laughs> we've been... Uh, jumped at the chance. You did. Yes, you did. So we've been uh, we've been talking for, you know, at least a month now. So we're finally getting this going. And um, what I'm doing is going to be showcasing uh, several of our members per show, um, including yours and your songs. So, uh, and you sent me several songs, and I know that um, reading over some of the notes and some of the, some of the things that you sent me, I know that you have at least one full-length CD and one EP and one live CD. Am I am I right? That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You're right. You're you're bang on there. I just released the last uh, live EP back in um, I think just last month actually. Last month. So that's, that's the latest one. Yeah, it was recorded in a in a beautiful theatre in uh, the County Donegal, a little town called Valley Buffet. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful gig. And when I came off stage, I was told that it was recorded through the desk. So I said, well, if you can send me those tracks, I'll, I'll put it out and promote right. myself and promote the venue as well. Right, right. And that, and I know that I heard um, you also did a cover of one of Prince's songs, Nothing Compares to You, which I actually was listening to again this morning. It's just beautiful. Have you gotten a lot oh. of uh, reaction to that song since he died? Yeah, I have actually. Um, so I was doing, I think I was launching my my mini album around that time and I put um, that song on the set list. So um, I, I played it on an acoustic upright piano on the night and yeah it's, it's got a lot of attention and I released this since on Spotify just a, a live recording again it's right. a beautiful song and um, so I, I was like I to be honest I know it through Sinead O'Connor who as you know was an Irish yeah, singer and that's I've always known that song from when I was younger and um, so I, I just kind of put my own twist on it I suppose somewhere between Prince and between Sinead's uh, cover of the song yeah, well, you definitely carry the feel of it. You definitely uh, have that when well, you're singing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think especially Prince fans, they they appreciate that. So much of his... Good, music. good, good. So and you're a massive you. Prince fan. I know that. Yeah I, uh, yeah, I used to work for him on this website team back in 99, um, you know, before that I was a major fan. So I've kind of been in and out oh, of the community since then, yeah. So, um, and we've had, uh, I've had a Prince-oriented radio show for about uh, seven or eight years now. So, oh, okay. so this is my first endeavor with the Irish music, and I think that um, it's going to go over really well because we have so many talented musicians uh, from Ireland and, and over here in the States that are, are yeah. playing uh, Irish music, not just traditional either. Um, so that's, that's what I'm kind of concentrating on with this particular show and want to do some networking and just showcase on both sides of the water here uh, what, what our artists have to offer. Great, um, we appreciate that. That's brilliant. Yeah, and you know, uh, community participation is everything. So you know, luckily everybody is stepping up, and and they, uh, you know, we want to have some fun. You do you primarily uh, when you when you gig out and play out? Is it mostly in Dublin? Mostly in Dublin at the moment, and I do a few smaller gigs back home. Um, I live in a small town called Carrickmacross. Which okay. would be an, an hour, an hour and thirty minutes north of Dublin. 
Um, so okay. I do a couple of regular gigs around home here, and then I travel travel down to Dublin every so often. I hold a residency gig in a little whiskey bar um, in Dublin city centre called the Dingle Whiskey Bar. Okay. Um, and they 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 own that that bar, and um, they have they have numerous venues around around Dublin city, the Porterhouse uh, bars, and they also own the Dingle Distillery down in Kerry. So. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a small, intimate setting, and uh, it gets a lot of a lot of tourist traffic through. So it's great. I meet all sorts of people every week there, and it's brilliant. And you know, they, right. they buy CDs or, or they they listen to my music on Spotify, and you know, feedback is always great. So it's, it's a good thing to play. Now, have you uh, recorded any video to your music yet, like professional video or official video? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I released a, a good few official videos, one for Judgment Day and one for a song of the same EP and the song is called Falling Moon and then another one for a song called One Petal Down. And they're all on YouTube and, and, uh, and Facebook and everything. You can, your listeners can look them up if you wish. Okay. Now, I think I read in a little bit of the bio you sent me that you, for the last four years, have been doing nothing but music. You've just been playing and... Um, you, you put your, I think you said you were a uh, restaurant manager about four years ago and you decided to jump into yeah. this full-fledged. Tell me a little bit about that. I decided when I turned, uh, well, I, I turned 30 uh, a couple of months before I made that decision. And I just, people had been saying to me for years in, in various restaurants that I worked in that, um, you know, you should really give the music a go. And, and they were almost saying, like, you're, you're wasted in this job. Now, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my, my job, and I was quite good at it, I was told. But the music was always there calling me, you know, in, in the back of my head. So I, I, I decided if, if I don't do it now, you know, I, I may never do it. So I just jumped in. I had very little gigs lined up, um, and, and I just quit my job. <laughs> and I just I just went for it and, and it has it has worked out and I'm I'm managing to make a living from it so that's, that's really good you know if I was sitting at home and um, you know bored out of my brain I, I'd be I would have made the wrong decision but thankfully things have really got up and running for me and and, um, and I'm getting followers from from all around Ireland and all around the world which is great you know and it's an enjoyable job well it's, it's not a job I suppose it's it's my hobby, which I make a living from, but it's thoroughly enjoyable, and I'm glad I made that decision. Yes, yes, it sounds like you did the the, the right thing at the right moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and that's and that's the goal to be able to get to the place where you can you can make a living and and still do what you love. And yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the the job the jobs in the restaurants and bars kind of it gave me a good basis to to be able to deal with people and deal with the public and. You know, I, I'm still doing that just in a different capacity. You know, if you go to a venue, you're, you're still dealing with people, whether it be the, the backstage crew or, or the, the customers or the fans or the, the people that come in to hear you, you know. So um, it gives you good people skills, a, a job like that. So I was glad I had that behind me. Yes, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Have you, um, have you been over this? Have you played in the States at all yet? Not yet. Not yet. I, I'm, I'm dying to get over there to do something, but I, I don't have any plans um, at the moment. But who knows in, in, in the next year or two, I, I hope to put something together, maybe maybe with another um, songwriter from Ireland, and maybe we could travel together, and I think there's more power in numbers. 
yes, and try yeah. and put a package together, try and put just a small tour maybe over two or three weeks and, and see how it goes. That would be the plan and then maybe build on that every year and try and make it bigger and try and grow right. the fan base. And that's one of the goals um, with this station, with this particular show, um, is, is, you know, that you can kind of see and network with people over here in the States and, you know, possibly can, you know, arrange to have some gigs that way or even do a mini tour with somebody who's over, already over here and then vice versa. Um, yeah, we're, we're still working on evening out the, uh, the numbers, though, because we have like 200 <laughs> people from Ireland right now and, and only a handful from the state. So we're, we're uh, working okay. on that on our end. Yeah, we're working. They will, they will come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sure they will. So where else are, are – so you're not in the States yet. Where else outside of Ireland have you played or do you plan on playing? Um, earlier on, this actually just uh, the 2nd of January, even the first gig of this year, I played in a very famous um, jazz club in London called Ronnie yeah. Scott. And they, they run a night there, a VC um, night for okay. original music of, of all genres. So um, I got to play there um, that was in January. I'm traveling to Sweden um, next month, July. Um, and I've been over there the last couple of summers. And I play in a beautiful town down in South Sweden, just along the beach called Aarhus. And okay. I do a couple of gigs there in, in a beach cafes and a, and a restaurant kind of closer into the town centre. And then in August, I travel to Poland for the second time to play a Polska era. And I will have two friends, uh, two music friends, Greg Clifford and Ella Inglesby, travelling with me. That's quite exciting. We, we just met with the with one of the organizers yesterday in Dublin to discuss more details. And that's really okay. good. I played there last year at the same festival. So um, they have the same kind of plan as I would have in general, as in they're making their festival bigger and better each year. So this is the third year um, of Polka era happening. And, and it, it, it bridges the, not the gap, but I think it, what they're trying to do is bring the Polish and the Irish closer together because we would have a lot of Polish living in Ireland okay. and vice versa. So the, a lot of events happen throughout Ireland in August and then the, the festival then happens in a town called Ruda Szlanka in um, Poland. So, you know, just different events um, bringing Irish and Polish together. So we, obviously I'll be, I'll be part of the Irish contingency playing my own music over there. So great. Good opportunity. Oh, nice. Well, it sounds like you definitely have things in the works and lined up, and and I'll be over there the first week in September. So what, you and I are we're going to try oh. to work on something where I can come live feed uh, one of your oh, shows. Oh yes, in Ireland, yes, yes, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, that way we can meet face to face, and then I'll probably will snatch you again for a live interview uh, during that time. Of course, so, of course, yeah. I'm definitely up for that. And that was Barry J Hughes. Uh, and so thankful he was able to sit down and chat with me for a while. He just has such a beautiful voice. I will be live feeding from one of his gigs uh, the first week of October. Um, the dates got pushed back a little bit, so it'll be end of September, beginning of October. And I plan on visiting one of Barry's shows and hopefully running a live feed and getting an interview. And then as well as visiting one of Roscoe's shows and hopefully running a live feed and getting an interview. 
as well as some other fun stuff while I'm there. So I'm going to play, uh, we were talking during the interview about the Prince cover that he does, Nothing Compares to You. And I'm going to go ahead and play that because it's it's just beautiful. And he, uh, you can really feel the emotion in this song. Uh, you're listening to Blues Irish Music Show from both sides of the pond. And this is Barry J. Hughes, Nothing Compares to You. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love away Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whomever I choose. I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. But nothing, so nothing can take away these blues. Nothing compares. Nothing compared to you It's been so lonely without you here Like a bird without song And nothing can stop these lonely tears from falling Tell me, baby, where did I go wrong? I put my arms around every boy I see, but they only remind me of you. I went to the doctor and guess what he told me? He said, boy,
Thanks very much, everyone. Oh, uh-huh. 
that was Alan J. Field, one of my members from our uh, Facebook group page. And he's another one that in the beginning of all this jumped right on board and was, was ready to uh, come come forth with some music and want to participate in, in the show. And he is actually going to be on my next show. I'm going to be featuring a few more of his songs and uh, we're going to have an interview uh, with him as well. And then also Chris Berry from Roscoe will be featuring him uh, and having an interview with him as well on the next show. And then we have, uh, I'm going to try to do two artists per show and we have uh, several months worth of shows lined up already so if you want to be on the show, if you want to have some of your music played, whether you're over here in the States, whether you're over there in Ireland, um, whether uh, it's traditional, country, covers, whatever it is you're doing, originals, um, I'll play it. We'll talk about it. And hopefully we can get some net- networking going. Uh, the show is syndicated. It will be syndicated by milehighradio.com. And uh, so if you miss this one, you can catch it with them. Uh, date and time uh, to be determined a little later. I will post that in the, the group. So also, we, uh, we're we going to have an artist spotlight show coming up, and it'll be our first artist spotlight, Irish music artist spotlight show. And what I do during my artist spotlight shows is I take one or two artists and I play nothing but their music the entire show. And I will uh, frequently interject and talk about the music. And I spend a lot of time with music before I uh, do the show. And I'll talk about different you know, reasons why I like the song, different parts of the production, that sort of thing that, that stand out to me. So our first artist spotlight show is going to be uh, of the memories. And then also of Dave Barco of uh, Diddley Idols, the, uh, the male half of the Diddley Idols. Um, and he has an extensive collection of um, originals and uh, as a solo artist, music that he's done. So uh, hopefully I will also be featuring maybe an interview with him. If you're paying attention to the Facebook page, um, you, and if you are on Facebook and you're not a member, go ahead and just do a search for Blues Irish Music Show, both sides of the pond, and, and join. But if you've been paying attention uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Times Square at New, in New York at Times Square at the Diddley Idol show. And we had an interview and we did a live feed and, and it went over really well. So that's kind of what I'll be doing in Ireland when I come over uh, at the end of September. So if you wanna, want me to come visit you, like I said, send me a message. And uh, we have several shows coming up where we have artists already booked. So if you want to be a part of one of the shows and you can give me an interview and a couple songs, send me a message as well. If you miss our show that we have here on the page, it will be syndicated. I am syndicated through milehighradio.com and uh, they're a very large network. So um, we will be syndicating through them uh, once a month. And so time and date to, to come about that on the syndication. So I'm going to go ahead and end the show on uh, another member, Paul uh, Moreland, who sent me some music from his band Sunset. And apparently they were together 40 years ago. And uh, once they they kind of split apart and all went their, went their different directions, but they all stayed in the music business doing various things. And uh, I believe also playing here in, uh, in the States, Paul said. So, But he uh, is going to hopefully be on one of the shows as well coming up and we'll get an interview from him because they've recently put the band back back together just for some fun and uh, I hope to hopefully they'll be playing somewhere where I can catch them 
when I come over there. So I'm going to go ahead and end this, the show on their one of their songs, and it's going to be their version of Raggling Road. So, And thanks for listening. Um, pay attention to the page for dates for, for new shows and new events coming up. And I hope everybody's doing well on both sides of the water. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Blues Irish Music Show, Both Sides of the Pond.
Oh, 